In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone and welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast on the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. My name is John and with me as always are my two favorite red-robed technophiles. Hi there, I'm Tech Priest Fuzzy. Hi, I'm Mega Arachnid Brayden. <laughs> uh, we talked about that before the show. Yeah. God bless. Uh, so today we are actually going to start the Great Crusade, which is extremely exciting for me because I was getting a little tired of talking about those fucking morons, the Primarchs. Oh, so let's start talking about those fucking <laughs> the morons, Primarchs. the Primarchs. <laughs> so the Primarchs, uh, basically, and their legions... At this point in the Crusade, it kind of comes to show that every Legion and Primarch fits a certain battlefield role in particular. Mm -hmm. Except a couple. Like, the Dark Angels don't do anything special. Yeah. Well, Uh, I mean, they're all just really good at being themselves. (laughs) So edgy. Edgy. Uh, yeah. Well, they got along with, uh the white scars because they were all super fast <laughs> gotta go i forgot yes. about the motorcycle gang that is an entire <laughs> legion yeah yeah so uh you know white scars they're fast attack hypermobile uh thousand suns are very psychery uh space wolves are uh well they serve this purpose now and later like a delicious candy uh they like, the Space Wolves are kind of like... <sighs> Lehman Russ is the sheriff of the 40k universe. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> I'm Lehman Russ. Except uh, y'all Scottish. Y'all wanna be werewolves? <laughs> Just do the same thing, but Scottish. How do y'all nah, feel about he has a Texan alcohol? Uh, so, the... There's a couple of, like, really important events in the Crusade I really want to talk about. The first one... Uh, sets off. Well, uh, the real quick, first... I just like to say on record, I know very little about this part of 40k history because, frankly, uh, it's not where the dank memes are. So uh, true. Uh, you know, fuck it. So the just another wholesale. thing, another thing. Uh, I feel like I might be lost in the sauce a little bit. What is the Crusade? Because from what I... Okay. From basically, so from the... Yo, yeah, we haven't established what the fuck the Emperor's motivation was. Yeah, because okay. the only so, thing I remember from last episode right, is right, right. we talked about Alpha Legion, and then everyone's kind of there. So, at the... Terra itself, uh-huh. uh, at the end of the... Uh, I think it's called Long Night when all the warp storms are going crazy mm. and humanity had age of strife uh humanity had lost contact with itself right yeah but the emperor as immortal as he is knows that humanity is still out there right yeah so he goes on a crusade to reunite it and it will feel so good oh uh, okay yeah so he wants to bring all of humanity back into the fold but what is his plan of attack well, if they can't contact each other? What do you mean? Because you said, like, the Age of Strife, isn't it that the Warp Storms are causing them not to be able to get in contact with each other? Uh, Warp Storms cause you can't send ships and you can't send psychic messages through Warp Storms. Not easily. So you can but, still send, like, a letter to someone from another planet. I but mean, you if you want to put that magic. letter in the Hubble spacecraft and chuck <laughs> it as hard as you fucking can, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's physically possible, it's just hard. Um, okay. The other thing to note here, uh, there's a reason it's called the Crusade. As Emps loads up his fucking dudes and starts heading out in the mom van, uh, accompanied by, you know, several thousand other giant mom vans with guns. (laughs) Okay. Um, Remember, this is a mom van as made by uh, Mad Max and, uh, fuck, what's the name? Uh, Immortan Joe. Um... 
he begins some... He has a side objective here. Objective one, get humanity back together. Objective two, eradicate chaos. Because A, they fucked with his shit, and B, they're kind of not great for the universe. And he has yeah. a plan for doing that. The Imperial Truth. The Imperial Truth, Brayden, is uh -huh. there is no god. Only me. No, not that way, guys. No, 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 wait, stop! <laughs> um... <N> uh, <laughs> uh, got... Calm down, Lorgar. <laughs> but, like, no, am I wrong? It's basically that. It's... No, it's, uh... They actually talk about it a lot in the first couple books of the Horus Heresy. The Imperial Truth is... Uh, superstition is what got us here. So we need to throw it by the waist. And by here I mean we lost all the cool shit. Right? Mm. So we need to discard superstition entirely and just adopt a pure, secular, atheistic approach. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's, yeah, I remember you talking about that, where the Emperor is like, no religion because that just fuckles everything. And then he they're is like, literally what is, And then every, all of humanity goes, what are you talking about, God? And then he's like, You're an no! Idiot. Yeah. Uh, and then Lorgar is scribbling on his notepad in the back while the Emperor slaps it out of his hands. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. So... Uh, a thing about the Great Crusade is uh, I know it's it's really cool to imagine like it's just ships going out in every direction. Not quite. Uh, so there, it's divided into crusading fleets where uh, a lot of them have groupings of space marines of like varying ratios of space marines to imperial army. Mm-hmm. And it's important to note that the Imperial Army is the one unit. It's not Guard and Navy. It's just the Army. Okay. And they move around in, like, these separate, independently operating groups, but they can meet up if they need to and things like that. Uh, it's also worth noting that these are purely military for a long time. It, it should also be noted that whenever Emperor Emps hits a planet who's like, nah, what happens to them? Uh, I don't know if you cover that later, John, but, um... I, I, I do. Okay, then I'll, I'll save that. So there's a little, there's a little pre-hint pre for you there, it's, Brayden. Uh, uh, it's gonna be the second thing I cover. Sweet. Um, I'll give you a little hint in advance, though. Would you, would you like a little hint, Brayden? Yes, I want a little hint. Give it to Blam! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Death. Okay. So, uh, let's start with one of the saddest and probably one of the key, the very first key turning point in the Great Crusade. The Raising of Monarchia. This is at 964.m30. Which, meh. So, the Raising of Monarchia. Monarchia was a is the capital city of a planet, Kur, K-H-U-R, mm -hmm. and the word bearers built it as a shrine to, literally to the god emperor. Like, this goes back to the whole word bearers shtick of converting whole planets and building these shrine worlds and things like that. And this was the time, this is the straw that broke the camel's back for the emperor, right? Uh -huh. So he comes with the ultramarines yeah their whole legion and they burn monarchia to the ground oh ashes right mm -hmm. and he has the whole word bearers stand in formation in front of the ultramarines with lorgar and the god emperor makes them kneel in the ashes of that temple while the ultramarines just stood there and judged them Damn, so that was really just like the God Emperor just being just giving him a real slap to the to the face. Yeah. Uh this rips Lorgar apart in a lot of ways. Because A, he loved Rawbutt Girly Man. Yeah. Like, honestly, like that was one of his closest brothers, and then this happens. Which poisons their relationship for years. Uh, I was about to say, does it sow the seeds of what is to come later? Or yes, in a big way. Uh, 
another thing that happens is Roboot knows this affects Lorgar in a big way. Doesn't say anything to him. Oh, jeez. Because he's a for, fucking idiot. Yeah, for over 40 years. Oh. Says nothing. Uh-huh. Just treats it like it didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> like... NBD. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah, we just... We physically ripped this planet apart, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, you want to go get... You want to go get some Five Guys later? And Loker's just like, what? I... No. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I'm still crying over my Bible. <laughs> my space Bible. Uh, and it's at this Bible. point that uh, I also really quick want to mention just for Brayden's own knowledge, this shit's like halfway into the Crusade. Oh shit! So. Like, yeah. Uh, basically, the Primark episodes we were doing cover about the first like third to three eighths of the Crusade. Yeah. Okay, um, so the Crusades begin with the God Emperor saying. I need to get my, technically, my children back. The, technically, the Great Crusade uh, starts with um, Chaos opening up the window and stealing some babies. Uh, yeah. and then um, I would say it starts with the unification with Mars. That's the other probably good starting point of, hey, um, the warp storms are gone. Let's, uh... Let's go. Let's get together. Get right. fucking going. Because also, it would help the God Emperor because he's like, I'm getting my sons back, and I'm getting 20 planets back. Yeah. Technically, that yeah. know I'm still around, and I'm like, hey, fuckers, what's up? Well, it's worth noting that pre-Dark uh, Age Imperial, or human spread was thousands of planets. Yeah. And that's what so, I'm saying. Is like, it's still infinitesimally small in the uh -huh. grand scheme of things. But he still is knocking down, at least he's taking the first step. Yeah, yeah. So, this raising is before Alpharius joins the crusade. Oh, so Alpharius says that he's like, hey guys, how's it? Oh, this this seems pretty oh, tense. Oh shit, they hate each other. A lot. Or, is it Alpharius and Omegon showing up? <laughs> uh, well, the, uh, the other thing to um, kind of note here is a lot of the... Um, uh, once the Emperor starts finding a few of his kids, he really starts going balls to every single one of the walls for, um, what, what guys he's bringing out to fight. Um, which I think would be a good chance to mention a couple of the forces that he kind of keeps close to the chest, such as the Custodes. Um. Ah. Uh. So, uh, the Emperor has a couple of really key players near him. Uh, among them are the... Okay. Do you want to start with the Sigilite? Uh... Because fucking, the, he, we need to get him out there. There's three that I, I'm aware of. And those are the, the Brides of the Emperor slash Sisters of Silence. Oh, uh, the, the Custodes and Malkador. Yeah, those are th those are the three that come to mind for me. Yeah, so uh, this is the God Emperor's posse. Basically, th those were the kind of three that I wanted to have on the table because they're the relevant ones for a mm -hmm. long while. Um, and the other guys you can play in the tabletop game uh, don't appear till after Horus. So, okay. Um. These are the three that exist pre-Horus Heresy, as far as I know. Um, but, you know, I'm also a meme machine, not a perfect man. <laughs> um, which, you know, to some might be the same thing, and to those some out there, you're wrong. I wish you were right, but dear God, are you wrong. Um, so, uh, let's save the let's save Sigilite for last, actually, real quick, because he's okay. the meatiest one. Uh, no. Custo actually, I'll do Sisters of Silence because it takes two seconds. Uh, remember the Pariah gene we mentioned? Yeah, the uh, you can't you don't make an impact on the warp and warp shit can't affect you, right? Yeah. Uh, so whenever MC finds one of them's. If they are the lady, 
he puts him in the Sisters of Silence, and if they're a dude, uh, he kind of just throws them in the pile, and Malkador picks it up the pile later. Um, okay. And uh, he forms these uh, female pariahs into the Sisters of Silence. They are uh, basically they exist to ride out there and find psychers. They get loaded up into these big black ships, um, and they just go hunt for psychers. That is their job, essentially. Because, hey, what's the best way to fight a psyker? Uh, someone who stops psychic shit from happening in a radius around them. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's the gist of the Sisters of Silence. They got mm -hmm. a top knot going on and no other hair. Uh, oh. They wear power armor. They It's gold. Uh, and they cool. don't talk at all. Oh. Um, that's why they're called... The Sisters of Silence. The Sisters of Silence. Okay. Big shocker. Um, yeah. So imagine you are a, a young a young little boy on a, on a hive world. You're covered in muck and shit, and uh, but hey, you can levitate a cup, and you're panhandling with your psychic power here, and suddenly these three seven foot tall women in high heels of gold and power armor <laughs> with chain swords, capes, and top knots wordlessly walk up to you and your cup just fucking falls out of the air, grab you, pick you up, and carry you to a giant ship that is solid black uh, and looks like a space church. Um, you peed yourself two miles back, and there's still another mile to go before you actually find the door on this fucking spaceship. That's what it's like. PR! Not great. Not great for the Rad. Sisters of Silence. Rad. <laughs> I would be down for it. So, the Adeptus Custodes are... Janitors. Well... Yeah, I was about to say they clean up everything. No. Uh, they are the Emperor's personal bodyguard. Oh. They are... The Conans. They are the, they're above Space Marines, but below Primarchs. In both <laughs> skill, quality, and uh, equipment. Um, right. Uh, everything but quantity. So there, I think it's referenced there are only 10,000, maybe. There were more and, before, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> and they use... Uh, they don't have a gene seed like Space Marines. Instead, they're way closer to Thunder Warriors. So rabid monster no, men. No. They, well, they, it's perfected, and they are stronger and faster and a lot of ways more violent than space marines but eh, it's fine do the, they still have that roman aesthetic going on their roman aesthetic is cranked up to 30 excellent it's amazing what color is the power armor is gold, gold gold yes perfect gold and red excellent they got capes they got the mohawk thing they also have their helmets the are like bit. four feet tall excellent <laughs> And they also have a uh, like belts that are just strips of cloth that hang down. I don't know quite how to describe it, but it's amazing. Sashes. Uh, I'll look up a picture of them. Kinda. So the other thing about the Adeptus Custodes is that they are individualists almost to a fault. Uh, Space Marines operate in squads, then companies, then uh, chapters, and so on and so forth. But a custodies are they are meant to operate as individuals. Uh, to add to that, they all have names, long names. Like their names wrap around their armor, and they're like nine fucking feet tall. It's oh, terrible. It sounds amazing. I also see that they have just like the most ornate eagle, like just welded to their to their helmets. You fucking betcha, my dude. I fucking love their aesthetic. So like their names are like John, Jacob, Jingleheimer, Schmidt, and stuff like that, right? Uh, 
or even longer. Aqualon, Mara Marathamus, on and 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 on. Excellent. Like it doesn't stop. Really, so I have a question. Because isn't isn't the God Emperor of Mankind having a personal bodyguard redundant? Uh, it's honor guard slash bodyguard slash war posse. Like okay, so they're he, just his crew that hangs out with him. Like when he go takes the field himself, there's like a hundred of them with him. Uh, the rest of them are chilling in the Imperial Palace, guarding it. That's their other or, function. Uh, in a lot of ways, they're considered like personal envoys of the Emperor. So if he needs to send a message and doesn't want to do it psychically, he'll just send uh, custodies to do it for him. Things uh. like that. So if you see one coming towards you, you're like, oh, shit. They're kind of like the Texas Rangers, but in the 41st yes. millennium. It's kind of a oh. one riot, one custodies kind of deal. Oh, um, okay. So it's like when the worst shit of worst shit happens on Terra, they just need to send a custodies out and everyone just stops out of fear. Uh, yeah. it, it, fucking, if a custodies is within 500 miles of your shit, you should not consider acting out of turn, because their giant spiky helmets will travel to your anus so fast that sound and reality will rip asunder, very similar to your anus, as the helmet flies up it. Um, <laughs> so they could beat a space marine one on one. Easily, they could beat a space e marine oh, with an arm tied behind their back and just using headbutts. But so, it's the okay, thing. Sorry. The thing is, uh, oh. it it comes down to numbers. One on one, a custodies will win every time. Yeah, but because space marines are better at working together enough of them could overtake a similar sized force. So like a thousand space marines versus a th or a chapter, which is a thousand, I believe, right Fuzzy? Uh, two. It's two thousand? Anyway. So two thousand space marines against uh, NBA two thousand uh, custodies. The space marines will win just because they can work together much better. Uh, or they'll, it'll be a much closer fight. So, if the custodies are so badass, why isn't why don't they just use the thing that they use to make custodies and just give it to all the space marines? It's super time consuming. Oh, okay. So it takes away. Okay. Like, uh, each one is lovingly handcrafted. Oh. You, you have to remember, a space marine, especially later on, is made by essentially going, hey, you're a pretty cool human, and that human going... Let me jam these organs in you. Yeah, basically, and the human going, oh. yeah, I'd, I'd say so. C come lay on this table. Oh, all right. Uh, screaming ensues as uh, his chest is popped open like a fucking can top. Um a bunch of new organs are shoved in, along with, in particular, this new testicle that does not belong next to the <laughs> kidney. Shit's kind of welded together. Uh, we clip yeah. down the chest cavity again. We also open the mouth and stick an acid gland in there, because why not? <laughs> uh, spin some knobs, wait like four to eighty hours, and wham bam, thank you ma'am, this thing has grown two more feet taller, and is a space marine. Um, so the custodies go through a different process. Yes. The custodies, oh. it's like, hey, you're pretty devout human, uh, come lay on this table. Uh, and then the emperor pulls out his little jeweler's monocle, he gently <laughs> pops the seams on the chest cavity, uh, opens it up with, you know, a, a, a gentle wrenching, as opposed to just, you know, manhandling it open. Um, yeah, he pops them open, sews some new bits in, welds some stuff down, uh, soft music plays the entire time. <laughs> anyway, so I think you that's, get, by that's the tone why. of my voice, what the bit here is. It is a yeah. complex process that he doesn't have time to do a lot. 
Uh, and also, anyway. Lord knows he didn't tell fucking anyone else how to. <laughs> I assume we can't really tell anyone. So if nobody else knows how to make custodies, are custodies in short yes. supply? Uh, oh no, they they're near immortal, yes, aren't they? They, so they are. They are near immortal. Currently, and also, there are as many custodies as there will ever be until someone figures out the process. Yeah. I thought Malkador left notes. And speaking of Malkador, uh, so it's time to meet the, Mom. The most important human, Malkador the Sigilite, who uh, goes by such na- titles as Regent of Terra, Master of the Administratum, Grand Master of the Officio Assassinorum, all around best bud of the Emperor of Mankind, uh, Bitchin' on Fire the- Staff. Third strongest psyker in the third strongest human psyker behind Impy and Magnus, and one of the few people who has a good idea of what's gonna happen. Uh, actually, idea, you could stop so at idea. Dude. One yeah. of the few people uh, so in 40k just... who had a good idea, literally ever. Some people think he was a member of the old school Illuminati. Oh dear, what? Uh, the Emperor used him, and well, didn't use him. Gave him longevity. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it should also be noted briefly, and just this is a bit of flavor that I fucking dig. There was at one point a group that uh, the Emperor fought and killed, called the Sigilites. And soon after, oh. Malkador as a character it became into existence, calling himself Malkador the Sigilite. By that logic, um, it seems the unwritten history here of Malkador is, uh... Motherfucker faced down the Emperor, mind-fought him, and at, at the end of the day was like, Hey, you know, you're pretty cool. I'm pretty cool. Let's be cool together. And then just yeah. shaking hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Malkador had several really good ideas. One of them is, hey, uh, E, I can call you E. Yeah, why not? You being so far above humanity is a problem in several ways. One, you forgot what it means to be human. Two, People are gonna have a cult around you, and you need to understand that. Yeah. Also, and then the God Emperor said, "Nah." Also, if you die, the Imperium crumbles because you're propping it up with your charisma and being and then a figurehead. The God Emperor said, "Nah." Yes, all of this is yes. I mean, it's true, but, like, the God Emperor is just like, mm, that's Well, it literally took a while until finally he managed to convince Emps. Yo, everything I've been saying for, like, 150 fucking years. And then the Council of Nikea hits, and he actually gets some of this shit. Uh, a lot of that shit starts popping in once that actually happens, but needless to say, he and Emps bro down. He's extraordinarily intelligent, a psyker who, on, on, like I mentioned in previous episodes, he's the guy riding shotgun in the mom van, uh, admittedly yeah. psychically, but nonetheless. Uh, and also, uh, while Emps is off doing his thing, he's basically like, hands Malkador the keys to the palace and is like, hey, you're in charge. Hey, everyone, listen to him. Bye. And then he bails. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Just, you need to know this character especially. He comes up a lot. A lot. In in the art I'm looking at him, he just looks like the shadow He's just of a dude. Emperor. He's he, just... Yeah, well... I can't even see his face because all of his art depicts him with a hood on, covering a majority of his face. The only which like telltale, like the only telltale signal I can find that it's him and not some random cultist wearing a wearing a black robe is that he has a staff with a big that's eagle on fire. 
That's on fire. Yeah. yeah. He just looks like a normalized dude with tubes well, coming okay, out so and like going into his face. This is just kind of a personal thing, and I think that's kind of the point. Malkador, is, while a character with ideas, is l quite literally meant to be the everyman. And uh, part of my also headcanon is that he uses his psychics to appear to be the everyman. Um, it... it, it the only per people who can recognize him are powerful psychers because they're the only people who can look through his shit and be like, oh, that's Malkador. Uh, that's Scamp. Uh. Okay, so he's meant to be. I can see uh, him as, like, the, the antithesis of the Emperor because the Emperor is such a divine being. And then his right hand man who is like that shit's dumb don't be like that is such a general person that you can see there's a there's a microcosm of this relationship that exists with Horus Horus has someone like this I forget his name but he has someone exactly like this it's not Abaddon it's uh, uh Malkador is a political mastermind and he operates behind the scenes. That's what Malkador likes to be. And he yeah. can protect and enact all these different things while the Emperor is being the shining golden boy. Yeah. Malkador creates the system of government that continues for ten millennia. Oh dear. Like, it gets added onto and becomes Byzantinian, but he creates the basis. Yeah, so he's the brains while God Emperor is the face. Right. I see, I see, like, the best, it's a weird uh, analogy I can take, but, like, if you work for, like, a mom and pop shop, like, the God Emperor is, is, like, the head honcho, like, the man who owns the entire store you work for, while Malkador is the manager who, like, you, who gives you all your checks at the, at bi-weekly. Who is like someone you can say, "Hey, what's up?" to, and not the owner who, when it shows up, you're terrified right. because he could fire you on the spot. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would maybe add one more guy in between Malkador and you, uh, and that guy gives you the paychecks because, frankly, if Malkador is showing up and you recognize him, he's more like the undercover boss who you don't realize is your boss's boss until like. You've been working there an actual year. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, shit. So, with Malkador out of the way, let oh. us continue. Uh, Triumph of Ulanor. So, uh, I'm going to try to be brief on this one. Uh, Ulanor, the Ulanor sector was being attacked and was basically under the control of the largest orc infestation to ever be seen. It got real huh. orky in there. Like, never been seen of that scale since. Like, the planet looked green. Not just the orc. planet, but the sector. But Ulanor the planet oh. is also oh, okay. green. <laughs> Ulanor is like the, the crux of it, right? So, uh -huh. with ten, it was like like a million space marines and eight billion imperial army, they scrub the sector at, uh -huh. M, at the start of M31. They just scrub it and win. And then they have the classic Roman triumph where they... It's so extra. They bring in the Mechanicus to glass a planet to make a perfectly flat stage out of a continent uh -huh. that then all the Imperial Army regiments and the Titans and Space Marines marched past the Emperor and every Primarch. Oh, except so maybe they, they a few. It up. Yeah. Okay. It's it's basically a big celebration. That is twofold. One uh, the Emperor announces that he will be leaving the Crusade. Oh. This breaks hearts across the space yeah. because they're used to fighting alongside their Emperor. Yeah. And he also appoints Horus as War Master. So, Horus is, is now the man in yes. charge. Uh, of fighting. Horus be yes, because 
there's okay, the, yeah. there's a council on Terra who does all of the taxing, and uh, the Space Marines fucking hate it. Yeah, that's one thing Malkador does. Malkador, uh, this is the first thing that me manages to convince Papa E to do of like, yo, you can't build an empire just by smiling real good. Uh, at which right. Imp's natural reaction was to smile so hard uh, and wall <laughs> vanished. Uh, Malkador, after sighing and being like, okay, let me first get a new robe, dickweed, puts on new robe, because the last one got blasted clean off him. Um, that's at least what I'm imagining. Uh, Man, 40k is really homoerotic when you when you think of it the way I do. When you really boil it down. Oh, you, uh, you just you just <laughs> realized that. Um, <laughs> so um, he manages to finally convince Emperor Emps to let him run a little government while Emps is doing his thing, uh, and Emps is like, fine. So he assembles this council that eventually becomes the administratum of. Uh, you know, everything in the 40k Imperium. But for now, they're yeah. basically just a group of guys who sit around and go like, okay, uh, this planet owes us this much, and da-da-da-da, okay, got mm -hmm. it, roger. Uh, hey, have you guys seen Fred lately? Uh, and the Space uh, Marines hate this because these are regular humans. These are not... Right. They don't like answering to mortals. Yes. Oh. They, they really don't yeah. like it. And that adds to another thing that happens, which is the uh, beginning of the Rem Remembrancer program, which is uh, you take a bunch of artists, artisans of all crafts, so musicians, poets, photographers, so on and so forth, and just stick them with the legions. Just mm. like, hey, uh, hey, uh, Space Marine, uh, I know that you're, like, trying to fight a war, but also, here's a photographer that's gonna bug you a lot. Cool. Mm. They fucking hated this, too. Well, some of them did, some of them didn't. Uh, a lot of them found solace in being able to, like, talk about all their experiences. Uh, the Emperor's children loved having Remembrancers around because they're pansies. That's just <laughs> part of the deal. Uh, it's a very controversial thing, but the Emperor's thinking is we need to immortalize a crusade. Yeah. Because they all felt it coming to a close, little did they know. But, yeah. <laughs> Those are kind of uh, the other big thing from Ulanor is the Emperor, while leaving the crusade to go back to Terra, takes the uh, Imperial Fists with him to oh. fortify Terra. Yeah because he's going to do a thing that we're going to talk about later because it's a very important thing but we don't have a lot of time for this. Uh, so what So what I'm getting the gist of is the God Emperor of Mankind wanted pictures for a scrapbook <laughs> once the crusade was Something over. like that, yeah. And then as he was turning home, he went, that was easy. <laughs> Too easy. And then shit explodes. Yeah. You pretty much hit the nail on the head, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> well done. Uh, the one thing that comes to mind to kind of show, like right after this happens, uh, the the very first book of the Horus Heresy Crusade begins with a Space Marine telling a story of the time he saw Horus kill the Emperor. Now, oh. I understand this is at like one M thirty one. This is way too early for this. Hear me out. Uh. The fleet that has Horus arrives to shows up on a planet, like they just cruise on up in their minivans, oh. uh, and they contact the human planet that is down there and say, "Hey, uh, we get that you think you're Terra, you're not. Humans oh. are back and we're out here. Join us, please, won't you?" And they say, "Uh, no." Well, if you don't, we'll kill you. Still, no. And then third time, it's okay, fine. And they meet, and uh, 
Ostensibly, this would just be a peaceful meeting where this planet would join the Imperium, get, uh, gain compliance is the term they use, and then done. Like, that's just all it takes. Yeah. Uh, they fired on the Luna Wolves and then got fucking murdered. Oh. Like, it was, it was brutal. Uh, and also, they, they fight this. And one of the Space Marines sees his first demon, which is a very, very chilling moment for him. <sighs> Creepy as fuck. In a lot of ways. Yeah, I bet. And then, yeah, that's like the one of the earliest moments where you kind of see how the, the Great Crusade worked. Yeah. Uh, and then after this, we get something that is like so important I have to actually check and make sure we have time uh, the council okay. of Nikea is like we've refer we've referenced it a, a couple times just because it's so important uh, basically the a couple of the primarchs thought that we shouldn't be using using psychic powers right that it's a yeah. taint and we shouldn't be using it uh, primary among those uh, Mortarian held that opinion very strongly uh, oh I wonder why Angron did I think Russ did because Russ was a weird hypocrite yeah he was yeah didn't Russ use psychic powers uh, I understand Mortarian because Mortarian doesn't like psychic powers if you ask Russ or you ask a rune priest they will tell you that they use the power of the nature spirits, not psychic powers. Oh, so they're like, I'm a druid, not a wizard. Yeah. But oh. anyone that talks to them and is psychic is like, no, you're, you're fucking psychic. Shut psychic. up. And, then, and they're like, no. no. <laughs> nature. Nature magic. Uh, the whole thing is that a couple of the more forward-thinking Primarchs, uh, Sanguinius, Jagatai, Magnus, uh, even Rawbutt, they had created the Librarium, which is Space Marine psychers being educated in a safe and constructive way, right? Okay. And, you know, the Emperor had heard both sides of this argument and said, okay, well, I'll, I'll hear arguments. So they all come to this planet, I think it was on like a, sh a ship or something, and they have a debate about it. Uh -huh. uh, one of the main things that sinks this debate is that Jagatai could not make it. So someone with a less strong grasp of a uh, gothic, which is the language, had to speak for the white scars. That's pointed as like a big failing. Yeah. Uh, and it comes down that uh, librariums are not allowed. No one can use the warp except astropaths. Oh, and the astropaths, I remember tidbits of this years ago when trying to learn about it. Astropaths are the guys who can basically, they they know the way through the warp to make ships get, get to their destination without exploding, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so the... A quote from the Emperor is, If you treat with the Warp Magnus, I shall visit destruction upon you, and your Legion's name will be struck from the Imperial Records for all time. Oh, so maybe that's why the 2nd and 11th got fucking got, is they just said no, and then they got destroyed. Maybe uh, the timeline I'm looking at has... Uh, before Alpha Legion showed up, there are two brackets that say all data redacted and involve the Space Wolves, which with Russ being the sheriff points to a murder. So him killing one of his brothers, potentially. Two of them, yeah. So basically, yeah, so it could have been easily like they said, no, we're going to have librariums. And then the God Emperor leans into Lehman and he's like, murder them. Mm -hmm. Basically. Interesting. Uh, this leads to some fuckery when uh, oh. 
Horus. We'll have to get to it next episode. Uh, Does Horus just say no? No. Well, okay, we can get into it. Uh, so there is a planet <laughs> that Horus goes to to gain compliance, and he's working with the word bearers at this time. Uh, fuck, it's not the Idulon. It's Erebus, the chaplain. Yes. Word bearers chaplain, Erebus, like second in command of the Legion. Oh. Uh, they're on this planet, and Horus gets mortally wounded by a weapon called an anathme, I believe. That sounds right. Yeah. And weird. Uh, Primarchs usually don't die. And I was about to say, what kind of wacky-ass weapon could kill a Primarch? Oh, it's there's like probably a whole article about it. It's real weird. Uh, there's also a very, very brutal moment where the Sons of Horus, which they become rather than Luna Wolves, they get Horus's body onto a ship because they have to take it somewhere else to heal him. And there's like a bunch of just humans trying to see what's up. And they just trample the humans. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. And someone gets pictures of it and then leads to censorship because no one wants to see that. Yeah. So Horus gets taken to a... I think it's a Nurgle temple. And he actually has a conversation with the Chaos Gods. Oh. And this is when Horus falls. It should be noted that uh, one of the other major points that led to this moment was Fulgrim getting falled? Oh, buddy, shit. I meant to talk about that. Uh, So Fulgrim... Also, Fulgrim gets into a uh, battle and ends up with a trophy, this trophy being a sword. Do, do you want to finish this, then go back to Fulgrim? Is the sword easy? I mean, I uh, think this is the gist of what you need to know about yeah. Fulgrim. So, well, the yeah, sword I mean, is there, evil, there is, yes. Horse uh, falls. There, there's more to then. Fulgrim than that. Oh, okay. Actually. Well. So, uh, this happens with Horus, and Magnus sees it, like, can sense it in the warp. Uh-huh. And tr- tries to send a message to the Emperor. And it goes very, very bad. But Fulgrim, uh, he fights with a planet. Uh, well, he complies a planet called Laren, where the Lair live, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lair are snake people. Snakemen. Flithery oh. snakes. The Yuan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to. I was about to say your snake bloods. And he, they go to this temple with uh, him, a couple of select space marines. Uh, his first captain, the Idolon, is there, and also a couple remembrancers. They go to this temple, and they hear this music, and there's this sword, and it basically begins the spread of Slaneshi corruption. Uh, yeah, E.I. Dolan becomes so hard-pressed to be the best that he does some really whack shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the apothecary of the Emperor's children that are there, uh, a man named Fabulous Bile. It's actually Fabius, but Fabulous, but Fabulous Bile. is so much better. Uh, His name is Fabulous? Fabulous, sure. technically. Excellent. But Fabulous. Yeah, Fabulous is better. Uh, That's his new name. He discovers that the Laren are genetically engineered to serve certain functions. And through discussions with Fulgrim, comes to the belief that, huh, the gene seed isn't quite done. We can probably make it better. Oh. He starts adding organs to people, which is just... uh, uh, He also creates drugs that work on space marines. Seven dicks! <laughs> well, it's more like Fabulous was like, what if I attach two more dicks to you? Ah, uh, because space marines have five. And then the other space marines go get away from us, Fabulous! Don't touch us. It's it's closer to like PCP. 
just like oh my faster, god, stronger, me? more violent, just crazy town. It's oh my god. Weird. I believe I seem uh, to re- hey Jerry I roll seem to recall their roll up this space dollar and fucking snort this line for me bro <laughs> i seem to recall there being a moment where at one point someone experiments with one of fabulous's drugs on a regular human and like they just straight fucking explode that would explode yeah basically yeah dolan he gets an organ that lets him do like a weird crazy sonic scream Oh. Yeah, and everyone's like, what the fuck, dude? Where did you get that? Why do you have that? When can I get one? Don't worry about it. <laughs> when can I get one? Uh, as the... Oh. Yeah, and Fulgrim's sword is possessed. Like, classic oh. D&D yeah. item possessed. Talks to him to say, it's, possessed. It's, yeah. I was hoping, I was like, you gotta tell me it talks to oh, him, dude. please. Uh, actually, he... They go to this Eldar maiden world, which is like uh-huh. unspoiled kind of planet, and he meets with the most powerful Eldar psyker, uh, Eldrad. Right? El yeah. motherfucking Drad. A man. <laughs> uh, real quick, Braden. There are uh, three beings within the Warhammer 40k galaxy who have a plan. Number one, <laughs> Zinch. Zinch. Everything yeah. is just as planned. Planned's the number two plan. spot is actually a tie between two people. Person one is Eldrad. Person two is a man we have yet to meet, but oh, trust me, I'll talk about him. Creed! <laughs> just... Is number three uh, Malkador? Well, uh, no, it's it's Eldrad. It, Eldrad and uh, Creed are share the number two spot, uh, which would bring yeah. the next one to four. Uh, and God only knows who four is. Who gives a shit? We have Creed. <laughs> I want to know who Creed oh, is. With the that's going to be a long way away because um, he's in current excellent. time. Yeah. Fucking. Okay. I'll but, I'll talk uh, for fifty minutes about Creed. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just have an episode titled but Creed. With, with six, six E's, E's and eight exclamation you points. fucking betcha. Creed? Uh, so, this, they meet, and Eldrad's like, hey, that sword is fucking possessing you. And Fulgrim says, fuck you, and starts punching him. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask, uh, the way I understand the Imperium of Man, why didn't they just start killing uh, the Eldrad well, immediately? <laughs> there, there are some instances where humans will treat with the Eldar because Eldar as a whole aren't really interested in picking fights unless it's really important to them. Also, um, <laughs> Emps in general wasn't against Xenos from, well, okay, hear me out. Emps <laughs> first plan isn't immediately murder the Xeno. Emps' first plan is use the Xeno. Yeah, Not that's close. Which is why we ended up with squats. Uh Augurin, shit like that. Uh That's mutants though. Debatable on the squats. But also <laughs> No, like Papa, uh, Papa, where'd you go? His the uh the con- general idea behind treating with Xeno is if if it'll help us get a greater gain than fighting them, will it's fine for now. But we'll get to it eventually. Oh, uh, unless we can. Peaceful okay. coexistence was never a human's idea. Basically, we'll get you one day. Something like that. Uh, except for rogue traders. Rogue traders are just like, ah, fuck this shit. I'll trade you some <laughs> space cocaine for fifteen guns. <laughs> That's what a rogue trader's uh, job is, fun fact. During uh, this meeting with Eldrad and the Eldar, uh, they summon an avatar of Cain that I think Fulgrim just body slams. Uh, by the way, uh, Brayden, uh, uh, avatar of Cain, um, literally like a shard of the god of war. 11 foot oh. tall 
burning, flaming demon monster. Except not a demon, (laughs) because uh, Chaos, trust me, has their own answer to an avatar of Cain. It's called a bloodthirster. Um, And it's thirsty. (laughs) It's a thirsty thirsty boy. Um, And uh, frankly, one of my favorite things to do in the original Dawn of War games was just to summon a bloodthirster and then uh, AI control summon a avatar of Kane and just watch him fight. Uh, Because fuck, that looked cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Do I have anything else? Oh, uh, also, it should be noted. Long ass time. It, it, briefly, it should be noted. Uh, Eldred, after getting his dick punched in, uh, ran like hell and straight up was like, from like the edge of the soul system. Arms. Arms. <laughs> what? Your kid's possessed. Nah. <laughs> fuck that. You're bullshitting. No, I swear to fucking oh. god. Also, why are you spending all your time and effort expanding your empire when there's a bunch of fucking giant demon things on Jupiter's moons pillaging and molesting? Because fuck you, I eh. haven't gotten to it. Jesus, man. <laughs> Jump off my nuts, you knife-eared asshole. Amps, you piece of shit! Hang up. Um. <laughs> that that's pretty much yeah. exactly how that went. And so then Eldrad fucked off. But let it be known, Eldrad tried. Uh. <laughs> so, fuzzy. Yes. Are you aware of the Cabal? I uh, I you mentioned it to me, and I did some reading about the Cabal. It sounds and. Ooh. So the Ka- the Cabal is a group of aliens that later on we'll I'll try to bring in more detail. Uh, they convince Alpharius and Omegon question mark perpetual question mark. <laughs> you should try to let a you should side with Horus on this one. We know you think this is all bullshit, but uh, if Horus wins, everything goes swell. If Horus loses, everything is terrible. <laughs> I thought you guys said last episode that it's it's speculated on whether or not the Cabal you even fucking exists. betcha. Well, weirdly, uh, in the Dark Angels book I was reading, the Watchers in the Dark, which are a group of oh my god, they're so adorable. They're like three feet tall little men that have hoods and robes <laughs> and will just randomly show up around Dark Angel's bases and wander around and no one questions it. They I think people to... should question it. <laughs> no one questions what? it because they lived on Calf. What? So they talk to him. They talk to this guy I psychically heard about this because either. they're also psychic aliens. Hold on. So they're talking. They're, they're talking to this guy, and they're like, "Hey, humans, fuck everything up. You should leave now." What? It's bad. God, the cabal's real stupid. Why are there gremlins running around the Dark Angels? <laughs> oh. Fuck you, we represent the lollipop guild. So I was thinking more just like just actual gnomes. I was about to say, I don't know why gnomes or, or dwarves are just No, dwarves around. are there, and they're called squats, and I miss them. Games Workshop. <laughs> they're dead. I already know that lore. No, they're fuck you. Gone. They're not scub, I swear. <laughs> why are you like this? Uh, <laughs> baby, come back. I don't want to wait. For I to be To be Um... Anyway, uh, yeah, with that, um, Uh, motherfucker, uh, yeah, Horus is evil, Fulgrim is evil, um, Lorgar is evil, Lorgar is evil, Mortarian's been heading that way fucking anyway. Oh, okay, yeah, so Lorgar, we should, so Lorgar, so, (laughs) the tally is three are bad, two are corrupted by chaos, one is just pissy, his Bible got burned. (laughs) 
Well, he goes... Okay, come full circle. Uh, after this happens, Lorgar goes on a pilgrimage. Uh-huh. And basically has the same experience Horus does. He goes and talks to the Chaos Gods. Oh, okay, so he also gets Actually, chaos. if I remember correctly, he goes to the Eye of Terror and oh. meets a... Uh, Fuzzy, you're gonna have to help me. Is it Fate Weaver? Uh, or the Weaver of Fate? I don't remember. I don't remember this one. It's a it's a Zinch greater demon that he makes a deal with, where it has to answer like three questions truthfully. Uh huh. And I think one of the questions is like, are are there gods? And it's like, yes, chaos gods, because it's like a weird <laughs> bird thing. <laughs> chaos. There was really a lot of if we if we smash cut to inside Lorgar's head, it's like on one hand my left <sighs> fist wants to punch it and my right fist wants to hear more, but also punch <laughs> it because it sounds like ass fire. <laughs> it's it's the it's the vocal equivalent of dumping gasoline on my balls and lighting a match. Uh -huh. Why is it still talking? If I agree to it, will it stop talking? Yes! Thank God, it stopped- <laughs> <laughs> uh, So next time, we're gonna have to do uh, the a lot of meaty stuff, actually. The Burning of Prospero is a very, very important event. Uh, also, Magnus really going shows, uh, Well... That happens there. God. Basically, we the need Emperor to flip really the switch boy. on uh, the remaining. This traders. is when everything starts to escalate, yeah. right? So, oh, so we gonna flip in reverse, Missy Elliot? Well, who's left to turn? Uh, we because... gotta get Perturabo bad. We gotta get uh, scrolling. So we gotta get Curse bad, which I don't know a lot. Which... Oh, don't spoil it for me. But buddy, well, after the. <sighs> If I remember correctly, uh, at the atrocity is when the rest flip. After the atrocity. Uh, which atrocity? The Istvan 3. Oh, uh, <laughs> you want to just, I mean, it has a different title, but I don't know if that's... No, there's two. Oh. There's the Istvan 3 atrocity, and then there's the drop site massacre of Istvan 5. Oh, you see, I was thinking of oh. the virus bombing. That's three. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fuck the Istvan system in particular. Yeah, so, uh, Istvan, <laughs> Poor Istvan. the Istvan 3 atrocity is, a uh, hey... Let's let's purge all the loyalists out of our league. Right, that's that that's that is okay. the virus bombing. Yeah, and then uh, Istvan Five is hey, let's make all these idiots think that uh we're allied with them and then just fucking murder them. Oh dear, good old bait and switch. Uh, but we'll get into a little bit more detail later. But um. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Every. Fuck. So, uh, fuzzy. Yeah. Tell me about your. Tell me about your project. Fucking mobile suit fandom, baby. At mobile suit pod. Me yelling uh, always, but about Gundams now. Wow. Excellent. Uh, double J Cryptid Emporium uh, at JJ Cryptids on Twitter, and I scream about cryptids with uh, arch enemy of the show Jess. And uh, I guess we really need to. One of us needs to launch another podcast with Braden so that he has a plug at the end. <laughs> he has something to yeah. say. It's my podcast. It's just 30 minutes of me saying, I hate Warhammer. I hate Warhammer. But you got to do Warhammer. different intonations oh. and stuff. You got to get meaty with it. I. Uh, listen. In reality, the second episode is gonna be is gonna be me reciting all of the uh, robot girly man variations. <laughs> he wrote with different inflections. <laughs> all of them. Uh, look forward to Brain's podcast where he compares Digimon to Pokemon for hours. <laughs> I would never do that. I would kill myself. <laughs> Actually, would rather die. Look, look forward to Brain's podcast where he does a uh, audiobook version of the Pokemon video games, reading out every line of text and every battle option as he goes through them. 
I would do that. <laughs> do you think there's a market for that? I, can... I don't think there's a market for that. I think there's a market for that. I don't know. That. I'm going to check. ASMR that shit. It'll be perfect. Oh, God, no. <sighs> Christ. Uh, uh, yes. I'm sure there's a market for that. So for all of us here at Grimdork Studios, uh, I have been Archmagos John. Uh, I am uh, uh, Omniscient Axe Fuzzy. Not a real person, <laughs> just an axe. Oh, I got the title, Jesus. Uh, I'm... Uh, just say Tech Priest. Mm, techno Hypocrite Great Enough. Hey! <laughs> Techno hypocrite. Sandstorm's not a good song. That's the meme. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grim Dorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.